0: Welcome to Mental Health Success Stories with John Troutman. Here we provide a space for authentic conversations about real world mental health challenges. We discuss mental health solutions with national industry leaders. We aim to reduce stigma and increase awareness around mental health issues. We will inspire you to take action and improve your own mental health. We will share and promote realistic mental health solutions that anyone can implement. This podcast is provided to you for information purposes only to encourage a broad public understanding of various mental health topics. The podcast may represent the views and opinions of the author, host, and or guests, and not necessarily the views and opinions of Pyramid Healthcare. Information contained in this podcast should not be relied upon as medical advice or as a substitute for medical advice. This podcast does not establish any doctor-patient relationship and is not a substitute for individual clinical judgment. If you need medical advice or you are experiencing a medical emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately. And now, here is our host of Mental Health Success Stories, John Troutman. Hey,
1: everyone. Welcome to today's show. We've got an excellent podcast episode here today with my good friend, Allison DePauly. And uh, she's going to be talking about some exciting things to help you in business and life when it comes to your mental health. As always, we're talking about mental health challenges, talking about those things we deal with, and also ways that we can overcome those challenges. And what a great Privilege has been for me every single week in this fourth quarter to be introducing and talking to these leaders in our industry, talking about these challenges. So, Allison, thank you for joining us here today.
2: Thank you for having me. Always fun to chat with you. Excellent. And so glad and it's been such a a
1: real treat to get to know you over these years. Seems like I've known you for forever, and it's really only been three years. Um, Yeah. And there could be some people who are watching this, who are listening today for the first time, and maybe they've just generically heard your name cast out there or seen you out there from a distance. Maybe they haven't been to one of these national events where you speak literally all over the country. Um, just give us a snapshot, help us understand the professional side of Allison.
2: So I own a boutique consulting firm. We help mid-size employers, typically privately owned, family operated quite often, but not always. Uh, first, second, third generation, get control of their benefit spend, make it work for them and make it work for their employees because the hottest button issue is not cost right now. It is improved user experience. So we can both improve the user experience and uh, help contain costs. So that's what we do professionally. But really what drives us is the common guy, right? The small business owner, the mid-sized business owner who started something. And, you know, this is, this baby, her baby and needs people to take care of it and wants people to take care of it and wants to do the right thing by their staff. My whole family was that way. Mm -hmm. So that's very important to me. So that's what we do.
1: Excellent. And for you professionally, you do do a lot of speaking. I know I might tease you about it from time to time, but (laughs) it's it's always, I mean, I I always say this and I mean it as a compliment, class is always in session. So there's always some nuggets you can take out uh, of your presentations. And also your your podcast, right? So you're a podcast. So if you don't mind, just giving us a snapshot or a better understanding of your of your public
2: speaking and the podcast. Sure. So for the podcast, we um, our clients all want to know what our other clients are doing. We always get, "Hey, what's everybody else doing about this?" So I thought it would be great to have. My clients and people in our orbit CEOs talk about what it is that they have done. And some of them are so interesting, right? And they do such interesting things and they bring such different perspectives. And you know, some of them are, um, they really have just taken their businesses and exploded them, and I get calls from other clients saying, "I heard so and so, blah, blah, blah. And that just makes me so happy, right? Like, because that's, there's nothing new, right? There's always a twist on what exists. So if you can take that and evolve it and make it your own and do better in your own business, I think that's really valuable for people. And we recently started something new uh, called Raising the Bar Live because we don't talk about insurance really on the podcast. It's really about growing and developing your professional life. So I occasionally have something to say in case you didn't know, so i do a linkedin live once a week about something that i think employers need to know if that's the c suite leadership or the senior hr leadership or the staff leadership that that they need to know about healthcare i think there's been more change in the health insurance arena particularly with regulation in the last 2 years than since the last 10 and people don't know, advisors are not talking about it or they're saying, yeah, yeah, whatever. No, no, not yeah, yeah, whatever. It's gonna bite somebody. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about it quite a lot, actually.
1: Excellent, and you and you do. And um, is there any special arrangement you have? I mean, I see you all over the country with these presentations and that's uh, just fantastic. Well, where are you speaking next?
2: Uh, in Ohio. And then I am speaking to a Pennsylvania CPA group uh, in a few weeks as well. But that one will be virtual. Oh, that's so excellent. we're talking about perks and benefits. And um, the CPAs are going to hear, hear a lot of things I've never heard before, I think.
1: Excellent. Excellent. So we're going to uh, ask a couple of personal things and, and get to the personal side. And uh, I'm going to let the cat out of the bag. And, and many people know that you live in Texas. Right. But I wonder if people actually know that you are a fellow native Pennsylvanian. Right. I'm I in am. Pennsylvania.
2: I did about an hour from where you are. Actually. Yeah,
1: that, yeah. Yeah. We're practically neighbors.
2: <laughs> in Pennsylvania we are practically neighbors <laughs> so exactly. yes I spent the first 18 years of my life in Pennsylvania I did manage to lose the we out in the lights business um <laughs> but I still might occasionally say use guys
1: yeah uh, that, that's wonderful and what are something uh what are some other things you could share with us about the personal side of Allison I know um it, it's been a real trip <laughs> for me to get to know you uh, as a friend um but what are some things to help our people who may who maybe they've seen you multiple times and they've learned a thing or two with these wonderful presentations, but they just really don't know the personal side. Any other uh, things that you'd like to share with our audience today?
2: Well, I think it might be pertinent to share at this very moment that I have a very large great Pyrenees named Sophie because she is about to uh, bark at somebody and that I occasionally like to work from home. Uh, so apologies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am the only child of an a serial entrepreneur who is the brother of entrepreneurs and the son himself of an entrepreneur and a small business owner. And that's mm-hmm. why helping family owned or individually owned businesses is, is always so important to me is I understand what that takes, right? It, it's a lot. It's not just, oh, you're over there and whatever. It's, it's, You know, if I come to an employer and I say, I can save you $50,000, well, they can go buy a Tesla or part of a Tesla, or they can reinvest in their employees. Now, our clients, the people that like us tend to reinvest in their employees, but they can, it's their money. They can do whatever they want with it. And I think Mm -hmm. that those, those businesses are still the backbone of the United States. And, and my whole family is, is that builders, manufacturers, manufacturers boat dealer car dealers individually owned car dealers i mean just the backbone middle america and i think whatever we at adult can do to support that we will
1: hmm. excellent excellent uh, again th- this show is purpose to talk about mental health challenges and some people still have that that belief that you have to be diagnosed with a mental health condition to get help right that that really isn't the case
2: correct and i do not have a client not one that has not said to me, okay, we need to do something for the mental health of our staff. People are so incredibly overstressed in the last few years and, and even before that, but you know, being locked in your house probably doesn't help anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that was for a long time. And, and I don't think that we've seen the last of that, of the impact of that stress and it is affecting workplaces and, people's lives. And, you know, I've seen some pretty creative solutions to the problem, but I think the most important thing that is happening is that people are talking about it. Mm. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. And one of the things uh, I've appreciated about you, I know we're kind of stretching out the the personal side of Allison here, but I've really appreciated the friendship that's developed over the course of time. And, and you definitely are a people over everything kind of person. Uh, I just appreciate we don't always talk shop, Whenever we meet or whenever we see each other, I genuinely appreciate the time you've you've paused and made me stop and say, you know what? How are you doing? How are you really doing? And, and that goes a long way. We we all need that in our in our lives, and uh, that that really does mean a lot. So I really appreciate it. What is something that you wanted to share from your personal life that could help our audience today when it comes to mental health? I know we all have challenges, uh, but there are things that we all. need to recognize it may not be a mental health condition, right? It could be something that we've gone through in life, but it was a real challenge and it did impact our mental health. So really, this time is yours.
2: So I think um, that that is the biggest fallacy, right? Is that there has to be a mental health diagnosis. And I think that many people suffer from Low-level everyday stress, and I don't mean that disrespectfully, um, but you know, take let's talk about mothers and school and young school aged children. You know, you you cannot homeschool your child, work, take care of the house, and everything else that needs to be taken care of, and not expect there to be some fallout when your normal life is that your child is at school, mm-hmm. and then never knowing if your child is going to school or not. You know, we had that situation in our own office. It's okay that it, it is not an, an acute crisis, but it, but it is a problem and it leads to a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, you and I were talking about um, some things that had happened in my personal life some years ago. I got divorced about 10 years ago and I'm a, a pretty tough girl and um, managed that pretty well. But there were a couple of times when I really didn't manage that, all that well. And there were people that were gracious enough to say, I got this for you. Mm-hmm. Or to give me just a very small nugget of um, good advice.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, a lot of that was take a moment. It's all right. I mean, I stood up a client one time because I forgot. I don't do that. And I I was like, oh my God, blah, blah, blah. He's like, Allison, I, I think you got a few things on your plate. I had a nice breakfast. Don't worry about it. I'll see you next week. And 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 that was just, it was grace, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that so all of the personal things that I felt, right? I was embarrassed. I thought I should know better. I I was sad. I was grieving. I was mad. I was all the things, right? But a little grace from other people went a really long way.
1: Hmm. Yeah, how important is was it for you then, as you look back, of just managing that load, right? Because really, we can't. We we tend to create the highs and the lows, right, of of the challenges exactly. we go through in life, right? So, how much, what would that, what did that look like, just trying to manage life through that time? I know you mentioned a couple of things there, but. Um, just for our audience today who may be going through something similar, uh, just what was that like just trying to figure that out?
0: So
2: I, I, like many people I know who, ha- who have gotten divorced in, in middle age and had been married for some time, there's an acute sense of failure. And I don't know that that is quite the right word. Um, there's a lot of loss and a lot of grief. Um and that you have to navigate through that, and if you navigate through that by yourself, if you navigate that with your girlfriends or friends, or you ma- or you navigate that with a therapist, I think that's all very unique to the individual. But an acknowledgement that that this is a process, and if you acknowledge that it's a process and that you're not always okay, that some days you're just going to be sad or you're just going to be mad, hmm. then you give your own self some grace. And I'm a very firm believer in that. We all need to give ourselves a little more grace, including you, by the way. (laughs) Uh, We all need to give ourselves just a little more grace. I mean, we speak to ourselves, we would never speak to another person, at least most people I know, would never speak to a person the way they, I would never speak to somebody else the way I speak to myself. (laughs) And I think when you can step back and give a little grace, and say, okay, I screwed up, but you know what? Nobody's dead. Nobody got injured. I missed a breakfast with somebody I know pretty well. It's all right. You know, and to let people see the human side. I am pretty tough. Somebody I know once told me that he thought I was a man in a woman's body. So I am tough. And people see me as tough. But you know what? I'm a human. And acknowledgement of that is very important. It's, it's I think, very similar to grieving a death. And in a certain way, it is a death. It's just a more complicated death because there's still a body there. A living body.
1: Yeah, why do you think it's so difficult? I mean, you're a very successful uh... Person, you you have been successful for a long time, you continue to grow and your, your brand continues to increase and the awareness is out there. It's it's fantastic. Why do you think it's so difficult for people that are, are like uh, like you and in a similar capacity? Why is it so difficult for them to give themselves that gift that you talked about? Gifting themselves grace and also time, because you mentioned just taking that moment, right? Um, it's it's that whole concept of gifting ourselves, really what we need. But why is that so hard? Yeah.
2: Uh, you know, I, I don't want to speak for everybody else, but I uh, was always taught that I had to be perfect. And I, I, nobody ever came out and said that, right? No, You know, nobody said you must be perfect, but it, it's implied, right? And, you know, I had to do well in every area of my life and I had to be nice And which is something that many women my age, maybe younger women, not so much, but women my age suffer from is we all feel we have to be nice. And when we give that up, then um, life gets better. And um, somebody said to me during the time when I was getting divorced, I was like, oh my God, I did it. And they're like, you know what? You just showed people you're human. Hmm. It's really okay. And and this person was a, a leader in an organization I was in, and, and his next comment was, you do everything right. People are terrified of you. Now, I don't know why, but okay. Um, Now they won't be so terrified. They understand that you are a human and you have emotions also. It's really okay. That was really hard for me.
1: Yeah. And that's, I think that's something that uh, many people can relate to as well, who are going through those difficult times, gifting yourself those things and allowing yourself that time. You did talk about, you know, taking a moment and others even uh, spoke those, those truths to you, you know, just give yourself a moment. What did some of those moments look like? Cause I think that those people who have a hard time, um, for me, the, the hardest thing I had to learn was to give myself a gift of time. Right. To pause, yeah. invest in myself. Whether that was processing some challenges I was going through or meditation or whatever that might be, what were some of those moments? Uh, what did they look like when you paused and you took some time for Allison?
2: So I, uh, not 10 years ago, but several years ago, started meditating in the morning. And, you know, I don't know that meditation is the right thing for everybody. I do, however, think that the, even taking the 10 minutes to empty everything out of your brain Mm -hmm. and just have a little space is is helpful to anybody and that could be you walk the dog excuse me that could be you tinker with the car for a few minutes that could be you knit i mean whatever it is that engages that other part of your brain i think is incredibly valuable because it gives you the tools to when emotions are running hot or everything is on fire to just say hang on a second and you know there were times you know it, there are times now when i say i, I just need a minute <laughs> and i will excuse myself and and you know breathe or whatever it is that i need to do and then if you can just take that half a step back, you can actively manage a situation. And I think I have seen so many people just their feelings are hurt, they're angry, something has happened to somebody that they love and they just go. And you know what? It it doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help the person that was harmed. It doesn't help them. It, It doesn't help all of that. And you know what? When you put all that venom out, you're getting it back some way i don't know what way but you're getting it back somewhere so just don't put it out okay
1: yeah, that's that's excellent and very wise words there i know many people right now again this is going to be aired during uh fourth quarter and a lot of people just get stressed out just thinking about the fourth quarter right so uh most of my audience is benefit advisors and even a few employers out there but what would what would be some things you would say to that person who's you know stuck in that moment if you will of the pressure, the stress, the fourth quarter getting everything they have to do done in in time um, and they're looking at their own well-being, their own mental health condition or saying you know I can't I can't stop I don't I don't have the time what what might you say to that person?
2: So I would I would say a couple of things. Um, I would say first off, you are not an actual brain surgeon and your hands are not actually in somebody's head. So if you need to take a minute, go take a minute. And I also think that when we deal with clients, we can we are more and less successful in setting expectations. Um, we have started using a couple of tools that set an expectation. Does the client follow the expectation? Not about 95% of the time. Okay. That, that is just the nature of client work, right? Decisions get pushed and things change and this happens and whatever. And that's just life. And I think, so first just take it at that, right? But manage the expectation, document the expectation. We give timelines and we say, we know you're going to blow through the timeline and this is what's going to happen when you do, it'll be all right. It just might be sausage making in the middle. Now, there are things that happen you can't control, and yes, there are things that need to be done in a certain time, and and there's an abundance of work. There's too much work in fourth quarter. Okay, but if you can manage the expectation of the client a little bit more effectively, then the explosions tend not to happen. Mm -hmm. And I've just seen people say, yes, 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 we can do it, we can do it, we can do it, we can do it. I'm guilty of it myself, right? But the more I manage the expectation, the easier, the simpler that gets, because then the conversation changes to, You remember when I told you that we had to do this by this time, or this was the thing that's going to happen? Yes. Well, this is the thing that's happening now. Okay. This is how we're going to work around it, but it's just going to be sausage making and you'll have to deal with it. And then there, we've had that conversation previously. So they tend not to be as irritated. They're like, oh yeah, our fault. Uh, Okay. Um, is that perfect? No. Should we try to avoid that? Of course we should, but you know what? Life is life.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Managing the expectations, big part of it. And it sounds like you're talking about boundaries there, right? As well, like putting those things out, out there a little clearer to the client. And that can also apply to ourselves, right? Managing our own expectations that we have on ourselves. Like we want to get so much done in so little time. Maybe we're putting too much on our list, right? And we need to back that off and factor some time in for ourselves, right?
2: I I think that margin is one of the most important factors in life. And I don't know anybody that runs their life with the, maybe Warren Buffett runs his life with the appropriate amount of margin, right? The man sits and reads books all day. How many of us get to do that, right? We we have demands from many different sources, but I do think that we over plan, we over schedule and, um, we don't benefit from that. Mm -hmm. And I've started, um, these are the three things that I need to do today. These are the 52 other things that need to get done. And if I get the three, it's been a good day. And if I get 10 of the 52 or two of the 52 or 29 of the 52, nobody can do 52 things in a day. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, in our business, we cannot. And and I think when we can let that go, then our own temperature comes down. And I also think that clients react to that as well. Yeah. That's, and spouses and children and friends and coworkers.
1: Yeah, there's those two areas, managing the expectations of others and also ourselves. That can be a real challenging area, right? To to implement it, but practice practicing it can go a long way, just like any kind of habit, getting started in that, communicating that at the front end right now yes. waiting in that business relationship but uh making sure you're investing fully in that client for that expectation as well as yourself.
2: Yes, I think that's really important and I think particularly in the sales arena the the default is to say yes we can do that. So mm-hmm. one is it the right client for you and we're not all fortunate enough that we can choose our clients. Um but is it the right client for you and I it, for the most part, not always. Um If it's a right client for me their temperament is usually not too different right so you know some people are more type a some people are more relaxed some people need more details some don't okay we get through that but most of them are like yeah okay and and off they go and and um i think it's important to know that and and also, not overburden your staff. I mean, you cannot say yes, 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 and then one not inform your staff or plan for the work.
1: Yeah, very, very well said. So we have an audience here today. I'm sure who would love to know more. They'd love to to reach out to you. They'd love to see if they could work with you. Some employers may have some great questions for you as well. What's the best way for them to reach out to Alice?
2: So I'm on LinkedIn, Allison DePauli. Happy to connect that way. That's often the easiest way to find me. Or you can find me at altique, A-L-T-I-Q-E dot com. And um, I'm happy to talk to anybody. We've done some unique and creative things. And um, healthcare is regional. I know a few people nationwide. Happy to help people get what they need where they need it.
1: That's excellent. And before we close uh, things here today, uh, for our audience that's out there, what, what's something you'd like to tell that person? And, and I'll just, let's, let's just go down this road. For those people who are starting out, this is their first fourth quarter. As you look back through, um, through your career, what were some things you would like to tell that person or those people where it's their first fourth quarter? What's some things you could give them that would help them protect and invest in their own mental health through the fourth quarter? Any thoughts, in that specific area?
2: Yes. Life goes on through fourth quarter. And yes, you need to be responsible to your employer. And yes, you need to be responsible to your client. But there's Halloween, there's Thanksgiving, there's Christmas, there's Hanukkah, there's Kwanzaa. Those are the things that you will remember. And you should plan to take some time.
1: Excellent. Well, as always, it's such a great uh, pleasure for me to get to talk to you. And, and I so appreciate you taking time. Thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: And before we go here today, I'm just going to throw these bullets out there again as a, as a brief summary of some of the nuggets of gold that my good friend, Allison Nepali has, has shared with us here today. And think about these things, when, whatever challenge, and really, although she gave some specific scenarios, of her own world. It could be for any challenge, navigating it with trusted help, right? There might be a person who's interested and just because they might be a friend or a connection. They might not be the best resource. So connecting with the right people that can help you best, those people you can trust, taking that moment. She shared multiple things that she did, and I'm sure she continues to do things. I know she, she works out regularly, but taking that moment for yourself, Let's not forget through the fourth quarter as well, self-care is not selfish, right? So uh, let's make sure we're we're doing that, investing in ourselves to better uh, work with our clients. She also talked about communicating and not just communicating, but managing expectations, managing that with our clients as well as ourselves. That's going to help that relationship. It's going to help that whole process as well as your own stress level, not just in the fourth quarter, but in any time of your life. And she also talked about margins. And she also referred to that Florida Georgia line where life goes on, right? Um, let's, Let's not forget that, right? There's life beyond this challenging season. And we'll get through it if we make the best steps possible. And invest in your mental health because your mental health matters. So thank you so much for watching. Thank you for listening. Let's make this a great day, everyone.